0: Hello, hello, hello. This is Coffee Conversations with uh, Father David, and I'm Deacon Bob. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're here another day. It's beautiful out. It's 80 degrees. The uh, the bees are flying around, and the, the, and the birds trees are flowering. Are... Oh yeah, it's it's good stuff. Welcome to spring. We're we're here. We're here. Well, it's been fun around the parish this morning. We had uh, some fire alarm guys, so they were they're checking all the checking all the fire alarms. And it's been a noisy place, so who knows in the middle of this podcast today, we could uh, you may
1: hear the alarms go off.
0: Yeah, so don't worry uh, we're, we're we're not going to die, um, <laughs> hopefully at least today. Um, nothing's going to be uh, super crazy, but you may who knows? We may hear a surprise alarm mm-hmm. at some point. I did ask the the
1: technician that was putting it in. We were Father David and I were talking before the the start of the podcast of what do alarm guys? that work with alarms all day, wake up to in the morning. What is their alarm? <laughs> like? <laughs> so I asked him, I said, so you work with alarms all day. How do you wake up in the morning? He goes, I have a different sounding alarm than the ones we hear all day. Right, <laughs> yeah, because
0: otherwise that would be like, yeah, you know, am I living in a dream? or, <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be a crazy job. You're just around these sirens all day.
1: Or you become immune to it.
0: You know? Right, like, right. It's either you'd have to have like, you know, something way crazy or just like a train horn mm-hmm. <laughs> like right next to your uh right next to your bed. But So I thought yeah. it was kinda of, it, it was, was... kinda of, it was kind of a fun kind of a, kind of a fun thought. How many times do you hit the snooze?
1: Uh, probably twice. I had to give up my the nuclear alarm that, eh, eh, oh, that eh, and I turned it off. And then the next morning, it just buzzed, mm-hmm. and I could hear the buzzing. It seemed more than I could hear the nuclear alarm go off. So I don't know if it was just, you know, I'm conditioned to when the phone buzzes, then I look at it. Mm-hmm. It was just weird. Yeah. So.
0: Thankfully, I've never been like a multiple snooze, no snooze hitter guy. I've pretty much once I once I once I get it the first time. It's good. I might like lean up. Well, usually I will like lean up in my bed because if I if I put my head back vertical, it's it's gonna it's be game o- gonna be game over. But so I'll kind of I'll kind of sit up, and that that kind of helps things. But um, I don't know. The alarm is the alarm. But, I don't know.
1: Uh, I guess I'm becoming an old guy because I wake up now before the alarm goes mm, off, mm. and then I just hit snooze while I lay there, <laughs> going, "All right, I got ten more minutes."
0: Yeah. Some people so. use their their Keurigs. Is like or like oh, a, you know, yeah. set the coffee pot. You know, so like that could be smell. that could be an approach. Like oh, you know, yeah. if the sound, you know, isn't enough to wake you up, smell, because that's that's a motivating factor. <laughs> something screaming at you, isn't exactly, isn't exactly motivating. But if you have a you know, brewing cup, brewing a cup of Folgers. Or, yeah, or, I think that was their big
1: commercial for a while. Was oh, yeah. the kids would come home for Christmas and mom would make the coffee and everybody would wake up to the smell of the
0: coffee. Mm -hmm. Hey, it all comes back to coffee, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It all all comes back to coffee at some point. So, so, okay, well, we'll see. We'll pray, uh, pray the the alarms hold off for a few minutes here so we can lay down some of these, uh, some of these thoughts. So how's, uh, how's the Easter season going? We're in the, we're in the octave right now. A couple days, a couple days in. We are. are. You feeling, feeling the spirit, feeling their life.
1: Well, I think it's easier to feel that spirit when it's spring outside. You mm-hmm. know, like the trees are coming to life and flowers. Flowers, the weather is warm. It's easy to engage spring yeah. and resurrection as opposed to when we have Easter and there's four feet of snow.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: So I think spring helps us to spring into that resurrection feel. Mm -hmm. I don't know what is it for you.
0: Yeah, same. No, I I definitely just I feel it. I feel the new life with the. I love. I think probably one of my favorite smells is the not just the flowers but the pine trees. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe it reminds me of like you know, Boy Scouts and camping and just kind of being in the middle of nowhere. I think it's it kind of reminds me of that. so, yeah, but no, it's, uh, Holy Week was great. The Easter, the Triduum uh, was great. Easter celebrations were awesome. We had, you know, the church was pretty full and I think it's probably as full as we could have it. So that mm-hmm. was, that was definitely kind of reason for rejoicing considering uh, last year, which, which was my first Holy Week. Was, and there were uh, four of us in the Rather different, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't exactly anticipated. No. But, but hey, so definitely full of more uh, new life this year. But I was thinking a bit about our topic last time, which was you know engaging the season of Easter. You know that you know Easter isn't just um, you know a day or even a week, but it's a whole 50 days you know season, and that we do things during Lent to kind of help us enter in. You know what could we do uh, for Easter to enter into this reality of rejoicing? I think um, when it comes to I think my practice is going to come to my my eating and my in my meals. You know sometimes you can just Eating just becomes a a, a necessary thing you got to do. You, you got to have time to eat and our lives can be, you know, uh, so busy, at least, you know, especially around here in the, in the parish around Easter and you, know, you can really not leave a lot of time, you know, for this really important part of the day of just, of, of not just eating, but like just being and sitting and, and, and enjoying the gift, you know, the gift of food. You know, how, how many times do we just not, we just kind of shovel, you know, food in our mouths and not really think about it. To rejoice in the gift of of meals and of eating, and praise God, I have you know food to begin you know I have food to begin with you know to eat, but you know to really sit and enjoy it and and enjoy the time, and not just and not just try to distract myself too with having my phone out in front of me, kind of scrolling through you know doom scrolling as they <laughs> as they as they say nowadays, but to really enjoy that time. So I think that's what I like kind of how I want to enter into this time of rejoicing.
1: I went home for dinner yesterday, and we had our six-year-old grandson and four-year-old grandson. Mm -hmm. And the four-year-old was, I think we sat there for an hour and a half as he was eating like one carrot at a time, Um, which kind of forced us to Mm -hmm. appreciate what we were eating as well as spending time together with each other. The, Mm -hmm. The rule is you can't get up as long as somebody else is eating. Yeah. You know, that we sit at the table and keep them company. Yeah. So, um, I think just appreciating family and and food and presence is right. a really important thing.
0: Right. Yeah. So that'd be an awesome thing if you're thinking about like, what do I even do for Easter? Yeah. If you can, if you guys, if your family struggles to have dinner together, maybe even a couple times a week, and you know, once or twice a week, you know, start with something that's manageable. But you know, once or twice a week, sit and have a meal together. Mm-hmm. You know, take 30 minutes, 45 minutes to just be. And that could be uh, a great way of entering into the gift of uh, food and, and family. So, good stuff. So today, we want to talk, we have Divine Mercy weekend coming up here this mm-hmm. this, this second weekend of Easter. And both uh, Deacon Bob and I have been gifted this book by our bishop. We actually, we're gifted it at Christmas. Uh, it's called Overcoming Spiritual Discouragement. Wisdom and Spiritual Power of Venerable Bruno Lenteri, And venerable means he's kind of on the path to sainthood. Mm-hmm. So we want to walk through this book a little bit, maybe in a number of these podcasts, uh, to talk about just some of the wisdom and the, and the, and the goodness we've, we've found in this, uh, in this book. And the idea we want to uh, focus on today is the reality of uh, beginning again. Um, okay, and and what does that mean? So, what, what, what would you what would you say, Dick and Bob? And when this guy says "begin again," what does he mean by that?
1: Well, I think going back to grandkids, we have um, the six-year-old and the four-year-old who like to run around our backyard in big circles, mm-hmm. and inevitably one of them turns around to see where the other one is and trips and falls, mm-hmm. and usually there's crying. But it's encouraging them to get back up and continue to run, Mm -hmm. but look ahead instead of looking back. And I think the Easter story is is all about that. You Mm -hmm. know, how do we restart? Um, And it's usually, it's always Jesus who restarts our relationship, Mm -hmm. who says it's time to get up and keep going. Right. You know, don't look back and look forward. And how do we keep going in God's love?
0: Right. Yeah, so the, the quote that opens the book, uh, and the book's written by, uh, you know, compiled by uh, Father Timothy Gallagher, uh, who uh, has written a lot on the spiritual life and uh, uh, St. Ignatius and, and all these things, um, but he, he opens the book with this quote. Say then with boldness, now I begin, and go forward constantly in God's service. Do not look back so often, because one who looks back cannot run. And do not be content to begin only for this year. Begin every day, because it is for every day, even for every hour of the day, that the Lord t- taught us to say in the Our Father, forgive us our trespasses, and give us this day our daily bread. So this reality of beginning again uh, is kind of related to uh, you know the reality of, of our humanity, is that... We well know probably that we're not perfect, you know that we uh, we make mistakes, uh, we we sin, uh, we do things we're not supposed to, and you uh, probably at one point in our life we've either heard the phrase or been accused uh, of it, uh, especially by uh, our maybe our non-Catholic uh, family or friends of this reality of Catholic guilt. Mm-hmm. So this uh, kind of like understanding of Catholicism is kind of just a an institution of rules. That the more you more more rules you follow, you know, kind of the more saintly you are, the more penance you do, the guilty, you're, the more guilty you feel about, you know, your life and the things you do, it kind of makes you a better Catholic, or it kind of makes you, you know, more saintly in some way. Yeah, this world is kind of bad, and you know, kind of getting away from this world is, is is good. Have you you have you been accused of having you know, Catholic, kind of Catholic guilt. guilt before? Absolutely. Yeah. I
1: think part of it is the church sets a really high bar mm-hmm. and so trying to achieve that bar mm-hmm. it's just almost impossible because yeah. of our humanity so right. um the goal is to re- keep restarting as opposed to keep not going well i didn't make the bar so mm-hmm. i must be like a loser yeah so yeah
0: i mean the church certainly does have ideals <laughs> for us and, you know, I mean, where does that come from? Because, you know, the church wants to be mean. Well, no, because, I mean, part, Jesus said, you know, be perfect as, as my heavenly father is perfect. No, And Jesus says that, you know, knowing that we are um, fallen or in a sense, you know, we have an inclination to sin. We have an inclination of not doing um, always what we do. But he still holds the ideal of, of striving to be striving to be perfect. So, in that sense, you know, what does it mean, you know, to be perfect? Or what does it mean to be a good Catholic? Well, it's not necessarily, um, you know, yes, we need to avoid, you know, sin in our lives. You know, sin offends God. Sin kind of destroys our relationships and uh, introduces evil into our lives. But we're not ultimately defined by sin. We're defined by God's love for us and the reality that God doesn't love our sin, but he loves us. Mm-hmm. Um, even in a moment of sin, even right after, you know, we um, fall to a particular sin. And so God never, um, he doesn't judge us in a way that pushes us away. God always wants to keep us close. And so to say that we want to begin again, that after every, you know, thing that happens throughout our day, you know, are we focused on um, the God who loves us or on the sin that has kind of Uh, That has kind of marked our our day. And
1: coming out of Easter and into the octave of Easter and Easter season, we keep hearing the stories of the apostles where they pretty much failed Jesus each in their own way Mm -hmm. um, on Good Friday and leading up to that. But on Easter Sunday morning, Jesus tracks them down or when they're locked away in the upper room because they're afraid, mm-hmm. Jesus comes to them and instead of saying, you know, where you been? You know, you failed me so many ways, all he says is, Peace be with you. Yeah. He starts all over again. And my guess is the apostles probably failed many more times after that, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was always Jesus who was there to meet them and say, Let's begin again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually the so the the gospel we have for this weekend, which is uh, the celebration of divine mercy, is the the reading of uh, John's account of, of Thomas, uh, you know, sort of the doubting uh, the doubting disciple who wasn't who wasn't present when Jesus came back. But yeah, I mean, you know, it says Jesus appeared to them. You know, they were in the upper room, and he says, "Peace be with you." You know, this is the first thing theoretically they hear mm-hmm. uh, from Jesus. You know, after he died. Um, You know, the light of the night of the Last Supper would would be the last time that they were with him, and so obviously, like they, they did a lot of horrid things. Like they betrayed, you know, their best friend. They betrayed the Messiah, you know, the one they knew was coming to save them, and turned their backs. But yet, Jesus kind of enters this situation, says, "Peace be with you," and so he doesn't look at them according to their sins, but just of his love for them, and that he provides them an opportunity to begin again. I think this helps us to make a distinction between um, guilt and shame. So there is a difference kind of between the two. Um, I learned this from a spiritual director at the at the seminary. And he, he said that, you know, guilt is good and it's from God. You know, guilt can move us away, you know, from sin. You know, it's 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 kind of a, a mechanism within us that kind of helps move us towards the good. And guilt, you know, says that I did something bad. Mm-hmm. So we acknowledge uh, the action, uh, the wrongness of the action. Shame is different, though. Shame says, "I am bad, you know, because I did this thing." So I think I shared this at the uh, communal penance service the other day in Lent, and I was like, "Talk about bag of Doritos, <laughs> you know." So you know, we all have to to munch, you know, on 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 snacks and whatever at the end of the day. You know, maybe maybe we eat more Doritos than we should. You know, do we? How do we approach that 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 thing that we did, do we acknowledge it like, okay, it wasn't great for me, you know, to do that? Or do we say like, oh, I'm so bad for doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, what do we even tell ourselves internally? And, you know, that shame isn't going to help us to begin again to acknowledge that, that love of God that's greater than, uh, than, than the sin before us. I've
1: talked to <clears throat> several parents who have lost a child to drug or alcohol abuse or yeah. to suicide, and there was a lot of frustration between the parent and the kid but the parent never stopped loving the child no Mm -hmm. matter what and I think that's the way God looks at us is we're struggling but God never stops loving us Mm -hmm. just like a parent who looks at their kids who struggle they still keep loving the kid Mm -hmm. no matter what happens no matter what the kid does that's always their child and they would do anything to help that child Mm
0: -hmm. exactly yeah, and it's it's one thing to know that as an idea, but it's another thing to kind of embrace it as a reality mm. that that's true in our lives. Absolutely, you know. <clears throat> so I think maybe two questions for us to take, you know, uh, from this from this idea of beginning again uh, is first, you know, what is our view of God? You know, when we say the word God, um, what what comes to our mind? You know, who do we see God to be? And we and maybe we can know that by what is our reaction when we sin? Who do we see God to be even after we've committed um, uh, a weakness and a sin? So, venerable uh, Bruno Lanteri, you know, just a little bit about him. You, know, he, he lived in France in the 18th century and this was the time of the uh, French Revolution, so a lot of things were going on in culture and, and society. It was pretty tumultuous and he was dealing a lot in his personal life as well. Uh, said, you know, for, for decades he was dealing with uh, kind of physical health. But, of the time, uh, it's, uh, it says that there was this kind of rampant belief of Jansenism. So Jansenism is a, is a heresy. You know, so in a sense, of it's kind of a wrong understanding of, of who God is uh, or a wrong understanding of the faith. And basically, and maybe we've kind of heard this before, but maybe have never put a name to it. So Jansenism would be the belief that uh, God is, is more of an easily angered judge uh, that kind of more condemns us than anything, than loving us. And, and it leads us to fear God uh, instead of knowing that we're really and truly loved by him. So, you know, this is, if, if, if we felt this before in our own life, um, you're not the only one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People, you know, have been working through the spiritual life for a long time. And, you know, but it's like, who is God? Uh, who is God to me? And ultimately, we know from our faith that a God, God judges our actions, but he just doesn't judge us you know, in our, in, in our sin, that, that he loves us and he wants to draw us close to him. So that's the first question. And then the, I think the second question would be, you know, after we have fallen to a sin, how long, you know, what's the gap time between us turning back to God? You know, is there a significant amount of time? Like we feel like we need to kind of fix our lives in our situations and that, and then God can love us? Or is there kind of a very short amount of time where like, yeah, we commit a sin we we know it, we we messed up, but we're like ready to turn right back to him, you know as a as a father who loves us um so like maybe those are questions we can kind of just talk uh, talk uh, about and pray about you know this this Easter season because um, I think this this whole reality of beginning again could just bring such uh, freedom you know to our lives mm-hmm. uh, and such um joy and happiness that we're That we're that we seek.
1: And I think the running image is a really good image. How long do you stay on the ground Mm -hmm. after you fall? Yeah. You know, do you just stay there and and cry, or do you stay there and pout, or do you get back up and keep moving?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Every moment, every opportunity is a chance to begin again and turn back towards God. And ultimately, I think this is something that's really doable. (laughs) You know, like this is a way of, of. entering the spiritual life that, you know, we don't need to read 50 books. We don't need to talk to, you know, uh, five spiritual, uh, spiritual masters, but like we just take this, this idea and this reality and and just start doing it right here and now. Mm -hmm. And I think it's something that's can be just really practical and helpful.
1: And I love Pope Francis image of the church, that it should be a field hospital, Mm -hmm. not a museum of saints. Um, Like we don't go to the doctor after we're better. We go to the doctor when we really need the help the most. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the way we go back to God. And I love that line too from the our father, give us this day our daily bread <clears throat> right now. Not not for tomorrow. Right. Not for yesterday, but right in this we moment. rely on God right at this moment.
0: Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. So uh, we'll talk more about this book and coming podcasts. We just it's really been moving to us and just want to share the fruits of it with you. So will we
1: put the link for the book
0: on? Yes, there? we will do that. Uh, so we'll look, put the link for the book. It's not very big. It's probably well. Let's see, uh, like 100 pages. Yeah, about 100. 100 pages, and there's a lot of quotes. So, um, yeah, it's a really easy read. So, glad to share it with you. All right. Well, as we uh, as we as we end and begin <laughs> again, can you <laughs> lead us in a prayer? Sure. In the name
1: of Father and Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Lord God, we ask you to. Um, Help us as we struggle and as we fail. Um, Help us to know that you are always there to pick us up and to begin again. And we ask your Lord to just give us your spirit of peace and strength. And we ask these things as we ask all things. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Son,
0: Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, everybody. Get out there. Enjoy it. It's a beautiful spring. I think I'm getting on the bike probably later today. So,
1: And I'm going to go out and begin working in the yard again. (laughs) And again. And again. again.
0: (laughs) Pull those weeds. Well, probably not growing too yet.
1: Oh, yeah, they are. Okay.
0: Nice. All right, everybody. Have a good week. God bless.
1: Bye-bye.